Hey guys, welcome to the Cultivate and Keep podcast. It is Corey and Jeremy. What's up? What's up? What's up, Corey? What's good, man? Nothing much. I um, I'm trying to think back to the latest news from the last episode, um, but I think the latest news is that you were uh, a new. You found a new passion of traveling. Yes, 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 yes we have. And with that passion comes um, trips and expenses. Mm-hmm. And we booked two more trips for 2020. Nice. <laughs> it was actually the, um, the, the literally like the minutes before I left to the airport for Curacao for our annual uh, r- company <coughs> retreat. Um, I was like, hey, babe, like what if we, like there's this really good deal. So uh, there's this thing called Scott's Cheap Flights which sends you emails of like really good flight deals and they just kind of like tell you wherever you can go. Anyways, the the email was like, this is gonna like, this is the best deal of the year. Like if you don't book this, you're stupid. You're a dingus. You're a dingus, exactly. That I think that was the subject line or the, yeah, that was the subject line there. You're a dingus already. But it was, um, it was a super good deal. Basically from anywhere, you could go anywhere to uh, Europe and we were kind of planning on like we we're trying to figure out what we wanted to do for Europe because we wanted to go sometime in the spring anyways. And uh, and then it was such a good deal. We decided to book two. <laughs> so we're going to Italy in February and Switzerland in um, April. And those are like each of our kind of dream destinations. Mm, that's um, cool. Italy for money and Switzerland for me. So I'll see you in February. In Italy. Yeah, we just might, which is crazy. Yeah, Connie and I are going to be there too. So hopefully we can meet up. Do yeah. a podcast <clears throat> from Italy? Oh, that could be cool, actually. Europe. That's what Dude, that's nuts. big time. I don't know. We'd have to like record on like our phones yeah. or something. We'll make it work with like mm. AirPods or, I don't yeah. know. We could figure it out. I'm down. Um, but yeah, super stoked about that. And anyways, we're, <laughs> we're traveling again. This time not paid by the company or by mm, bummer. someone to give me a talk. Maybe I can find someone who wants me to speak that same time yeah. And then they can reimburse me for my flights. That's a good idea. Come on board. I just got to look up conferences happening that same week. <laughs> In Italy. <laughs> and then convince them to get me to speak at their conference. No, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't want to do that anyways. Um, but yeah, what, what's new with you? Not much. Um, well, a lot. Well, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing new. Which mean, is it? <laughs> the same new stuff. How's that? Okay. Uh, well, I said, I think on the last episode or the one before that, that we, me and Connie bought a house. And so... We have been going through some renovations and <clears throat> that whole process. So that's been fun. Uh, like a ton of decisions, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you're engaged and it's like every time you hang out or whatever, it's like wedding details, oh, you know, yeah. kind of like that with the house. Like every oh, free dang. second we have, it's picking tiles, picking, you know, colors or, yeah. you know, random stuff. Making so decisions. Making decisions. And making stuff happen. A lot of like last minute, um, just things we have to do. So hmm. that has been the majority of my free time, but it has been good. <laughs> coming along super exciting yeah uh yeah. We, we go every day every day we go look at it and Dang. sometimes help out at work and kind of whatever whatever we can do so it's been fun hey, have you been down there uh hammering nails and screwing things That's together like the most uh <laughs> what's the way like rookie way to say it <laughs> like <laughs> have you been down there I almost hammering said nails hammers. and wearing <laughs> like, boots wait. uh yeah, we've done a good amount. We did. We mainly did all of like the prep and like demo work because, you know, like construction guys get paid pretty well. So we didn't want to pay guys, you know, 30, 40 bucks an hour to just, I don't know, take down walls and remove dirt, whatever. I don't know, remove random and stuff. And that's the fun stuff, right? Yeah, and it's, anyone yeah. can do it. And so we did it and we, you know, had a few people um, come help us and 
um, yeah, so that we did that part, and then we're going to help out with, like, the painting and, like, I think putting in tile and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. I, we, were, we were talking today over lunch, but, like, uh, kind of figuring out, like, where do we put our time in, you know, because we want to help mm. and we want to make an impact. Yeah. But, um, you know, certain things that, we, you know, our time may be better spent doing, you know, might be better spent like working to make money versus you know doing like random labor work so yeah. you know, kind of like a trade-off yeah. kind of figuring out what makes the most sense so mm. that is interesting yeah. well that's cool man i mean i'm sure you're looking forward to the day we actually can move in I'm looking forward to uh me and you recording in, in our yeah. office Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. man the cultivate so. and keep uh r- podcast studio is yeah, getting an upgrade for sure i'm stoked uh, how are you holding up living here with your parents? Oh, yeah. So we should say <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. So our lease in our apartment was about up. So we moved out um, and moved temporarily in with my parents. And so we've been <laughs> there for, we've been here, sorry, uh, for about a month, I think four weeks. And then. Has it really only been that long? Yeah. Only that. <laughs> it's like a long time. Bro. I guess it doesn't seem the difference to me because we record here. Yeah. And so. Yeah. No, it's been I'm a full like, month. Oh, now you're just here. But to be honest. So. Okay, when we when we moved, I uh, thought I was gonna be super bummed because we lived uh, like a block and a half away from La Mesa Village, and so it was awesome. Like I was yeah. like a four minute walk from like coffee shops and restaurants, and it was great. Like I would walk walk down there at least once a day. Like it would, I just I loved it. Um, but we had a small one bedroom appoint, uh, apartment, and it wasn't in the best area. So I kind of thought, man, like when we move, I'm gonna miss this place. Uh, we moved into my parents' house, which we are here now for you know temporary. Uh, time and i actually love it because it's a great <laughs> area we have like a yard you know max can run around there's mm. an office here i can work out of yeah um, true. and just like more space so i think i don't know like this is weird being in my parents house <laughs> but uh it's temporary and like it's kind of nice having more space so yeah. it's yeah. gotten me more excited to like, have a home now you know mm. like our own yard and our own you know all that good stuff yeah so. i think i'm starting to kind of yearn that a little bit more mm. space a yard for remy Dude, it's so a game changer because yeah. you know, like early in the morning, first thing you got to take him out and walk, and it's yeah. whatever. And at night, and now it's like open door, peace <laughs> out, Max. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. That's cool, man. Well, um, uh, looking forward to that day where we can mm-hmm. move everything in. I will be there to help you move, yes. obviously. Uh, I'll be. I feel like there's a lot of moving going on right now, but Monique's parents are kind of moving right now too, and so I'm gonna start. You know, Getting ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> Love moving. Woo. You're going to go tape up some car boxes, cardboard boxes, Corey. Yep. And then just move your nails. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Screw things together. That's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, Corey is not the like handy. I'm, I'm probably the least handy man <laughs> in the entire world. That's okay. Yeah. You're good looking. One day. Thanks, man. Sass. <laughs> <laughs> Software. <laughs> That's my thing. Man, this is fun. Except I'm not even a software engineer. I just, I'm a marketer of software, even labor. That's better. That tells you how much I know. All right. Well, let's get to the story of seduction. What do you think? Riveting, man. Yeah. So I didn't, uh, I put this title in our notes and I have not given Corey like any like context of why. That's fire, dude. So I figured we're keeping that title. Um, I was doing devotions a few weeks ago. And uh, I've been doing like uh, reading through the Old Testament and then I'll, uh, you know, the Old Testament can be like a marathon at times can like, you know, get boring, I guess. So I've been doing uh, like interspersing, like, you know, read a chapter of Old Testament and then one verse of like Proverbs or sorry, one chapter of Proverbs, Mm, Um, one on one. And I was reading through Proverbs seven and I thought, wow, this is really, really good. So Mm. we should talk about this. Um, And we'll read through it. But basically, it's just a story. Um, kind of like a, I don't know if you wouldn't call it a parable, but it's a story of uh, 
it presents like this picture of um, like temptation and in this story is about like, a man and woman and lust and I don't I don't really want to focus on like lust we can um, but kind of more want to talk about just like sin in general and kind of what that process looks like when um, you know we're going out going about our daily life and we're tempted and then there's this scenario in, in front of us like what do we do with it you know and I think there's like mm. a lot to say a lot to talk about like in that time when you're like kind of deciding like are you going to give in or not you know yeah interesting. Um, and I think thinking in the context of like lust and whatnot is probably like the easiest thing to think of and picture but like really any sin that like you can slow down and think about it and you have to make a decision yes or no um yeah I kind of want to talk about that and how mm. that looks like and I think this story is a good like comparison you know yeah it's like so. a, a really cool kind of like anecdote yeah to like that's the way. how it evolves each time mm-hmm. you know that is really interesting yeah so i think we should read through it and then kind of uh, back up and kind of go verse by verse kind of walk through it but i think you should read it because you're the de- designated oh. reader all right i'll read it yes. i'll read it here let me let me pull it up then um proverbs 7 I have my bible here if you want my bible what what uh, translation do you have nasb oh okay perfect yeah give me that thing all right <clears throat> okay so proverbs 7 says the wiles of the harlot <laughs> the wiles never heard that okay oh i also want to say yeah, yeah we're gonna read it i don't know about you guys but when i listen to someone reading like a like an excerpt it's hard for me to kind of take it in so i would say go back and read it for yourself yeah maybe pause this yeah, yeah. you know read it and then you know listen definitely so it says my son keep my words and treasure my commandments within you Keep my commandments and live, and my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your intimate friend, that they may keep you from the adulteress, um, from the foreigner who flattens with her words. For at the window of my house I looked out through my lattice, and I saw among the naive uh, and discerned among them the youths uh, a young man lacking sense. Passing through the street near her corner, and he takes uh, the way to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the middle of the night, and in the darkness. And behold, a woman comes to meet him, dressed as a harlot and cunning of heart. She is boisterous and rebellious. Her feet do not remain at home. She is now in the streets, now in the square, and lurks by every corner. So she seizes him and kisses him, and with a brazen face she says to him, I was due to offer peace offerings. Today I have paid my vows. Therefore I have come to meet you, to seek your presence earnestly, and I have found you. I have spread my couch with coverings, with colored linens of Egypt. I have sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. That's interesting. Come, let us drink uh, our fill of love until the morning. Let us delight ourselves with uh, caresses. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him, and the full moon he will come home. With her many persuasions, she enticed him, or she entices him. With her flattering lips, she seduces him. Suddenly, he follows her, and as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as one, uh, one in fetters to the discipline of a fool, until an arrow pierces through his liver, as a bird hastens to the snare, so he does not know what it will cost him Oh, that it will cost him his life. Now, therefore, my sons, listen to me and pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many are the victims she has cast down, and numerous are all her slain. Her house in the, is the way to Sheol, descending to the chambers of death. Woof! Brought the heat, huh? That's pretty crazy. Let me uh, see my Bible so I can reference some things. Um, but yeah, so it's this overall picture of like. I, like how it starts off as saying 
what does it say? It said a young man without sense, right? Like this, there's like this kid basically yeah. who's lacking understanding, doesn't have discernment. Um, I don't know. I, I picture like someone like that, you know, walking, you know, pouncing around, kind of going throughout their day. And like in this picture, it presents like there's this girl, like this seductive girl that comes and like she, she knows what she wants. She has her motives. Like she, she knows her end goal with this guy. He, he's without sense. He has no idea. And the story kind of like just explains the process of how she essentially seduces him. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I read it. This is this is one of those chapters that I read. And I was like in my head when I was done, I was like, wow, that was good. But let me like do it again. So I read it again, like really slowly and small details, even like punctuation, like stuck out to me. Mm. Uh, and then I uh, I read through some commentary, like two commentaries. And it really helped me like really take it, take it in even more. Yeah. I don't do that a lot. I wish I did. Um, but this was one of the ones that like there was so much like good imagery and just like Word, you know plays off words that like made a lot of sense and i don't know this is mm. a good one to dive into yeah no that is really good um i i listened to it in the car on the way here a few times i just put it on repeat um and every time i listened to it i caught a little bit more of it and that was one like um maybe we can kind of jump into it a little bit but that was one of the first things i kind of like noticed and stuck out to me um was he said that it was a young man without sense and to me, I feel like that's everyone. <laughs> like, I feel like I still don't have a lot of sense sometimes. But I think it's also um, very telling, right, that without sense, without a lot of wisdom, without a lot a lot of uh, discipline and teaching, like you're so di- basically like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, decept- uh, per- susceptible. Yeah, susceptible. Thank you. Susceptible. You're so susceptible to sin and to the devils and, and demons ploys to try to get you to sin. And so he's just kind of like, he doesn't know that she's like around the corner, like waiting for him, spying on him uh, and like looking basically like plotting to, to seduce him. And he's just kind of like, Oh cool. Interesting. Wow. You're pretty um, cool. Definitely. Like why not? And then mm-hmm. it's just like uh, this super fast down, downward spiral that um, that's super quick. And it also made me think like, it probably isn't that uncommon, you know, yeah. like, and especially like I said, not just in the context of lust, but like, and really any sinful situation, mm-hmm. you're not really like, uh, it, it always happens faster than you think. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, it always feels like you're getting tricked, yeah. you know? Yeah. The first time I read through this, um, my mind was thinking, oh, this is like strictly about like lust and like sexual sin read it again and actually it was verse uh verse eight that kind of changed my like thinking through of this passage but it says verse eight he says um uh, passing through the streets near her corner there's a semicolon right there so it kind of pauses so passing Hmm. through the streets near her corner pause says and then he takes the way to her house and Uh. that like really stuck out to me like it kind of hit me like wow like that is like a great picture of like I, i picture just like or think of times when i'm like debating should i or should i not do this in like a Dang. sin context and i was like wow like passing through the streets i'm at the corner yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the, the road to her house i'm gonna i'm gonna go that way hmm. and it's just kind of like boom like, you know and uh i mean how does that relate to us you know whether it's i don't know it's easy to think of like sexual like lustful sin but really i, I think any type of sin that kind of slows down a little bit because like you said a lot of it moves fast a lot of it's like a split second you make a decision and you look back oh man you know maybe i should have spoke you know more kindly, kindly to that person maybe i shouldn't have been mm. so abrasive whatever but then there's other situations where like y- you have to make a more like aware decision about what you're going to do and i like this really 
yeah you know, applies that's so true i mean i think about like um what's the saying well what i think about is like if you don't have uh if you don't have your mind already made up before you get to that corner you're probably going to go down mm-hmm. the wrong way like you're probably going to go down quote unquote to her house mm-hmm. um and it just like highlights the importance of like one i mean in, in this case it's not true but like one you probably don't even know like when you're going to be faced with that decision like it's just going to be kind of like pr- the opportunity is going to be presented uh to you and then if you don't already have your mind set up set or if you don't already like have like the discipline and the teaching and the wisdom to be able to make that right decision you're making the wrong decision every time i mean it makes me think of like um times in my own life times in other people's lives that i've talked to where it just seems like you're stuck in this rut of like i just keep going back to the same thing and i just keep I'm like stuck in this vicious cycle of sin or in lust or in, uh, in this bad habit. Right. And it's like, yeah, because your mind isn't made up yet. And because every time that you come to that corner, you're making the wrong decision. And the next time you come to that corner again, it's even easier to make that wrong decision go down that wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have your mind set before you get to that corner. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you said that. One of the commentaries that I read talked about, um, like this woman, this, this seductive, like, uh, image of this woman, she, like, she knows what she wants. She knows the end goal she has. Mm. Um, but it's kind of like, she's like almost hiding it from this, from this, you know, senseless young man. It's like, she's trying to seduce him and like trick him to kind of get, to get him where she wants him. Kind of think of like with us, with sin, it's kind of the same way. Like oftentimes when our mind isn't made up, when we don't really know kind of what we're getting ourselves into, what we want, like the enemy knows, like he knows like what he's trying to get us to give in and to do. And so he's throwing everything he can at us to get us to give in and to get us to sin. Hmm. And like you said, if your mind's not like made up, like if you don't really know kind of how you want to be, how you want to act and what you want to do, like you're probably going to do the easier, you know, more enticing thing. This is just going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like, like you said before too, he doesn't know what she's plotting, but she knows. So even if he like knew, right, that it was coming, even if he like had some sort of awareness of it and could expect like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to, I'm probably going to come into some places or some situations where I'm going to have to make a hard decision. Maybe even that would be enough to help him make the right decision. But because he was completely unaware, right. And he didn't have any sense. I mean, again, it's the wrong decision every time. Yeah. Um, and then verse nine talks about, uh, let's see mentions how uh, this is taking place like in the evening like in the dark of night and i kind of thought that was funny like mm. how literal like do we often do <laughs> yeah. our like certain sins like when it's only when it's dark only when it's nighttime and I, that, that was funny it stuck out to me um it's very true like i mean mm-hmm. because that's usually when we're alone and or uh feels easier to get away with mm-hmm. um i mean i i feel like i've mentioned this before too but uh specifically for some of the more like uh lustful sins or, or sexual sins um, I read once, I can't remember where it was. And if I had some time, maybe I could go dig it up somewhere. But, um, I know that it's been scientifically proven that after a certain time in the day or like at, at night, basically oh, yeah. your brain chemistry and your body chemistry starts changing and you become literally more susceptible to those kind of urges and those kind of, of lusts. And so like, do yourself a favor and like, don't put yourself in bad situations, especially at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, verse 10 says, and behold, a woman comes to meet him dressed as a harlot and cunning of heart, hmm. cunning of heart, dressed as a harlot. Kind of <laughs> um, 
so I wanted to like read this directly from the commentary, but this says, uh, this is an unfair test between a simple young man who lacks wisdom and is void of truth and the evil woman who knows her ghoul, but hides it, but hides her true intentions hmm. and kind of what we just talked about. But it's like a, I mean, it is like a, like a battle, like a test. If you picture kind of like the innocent guy, um, another thing I want to say was in context like for today, I think most of the time we aren't innocent. Like we aren't just like, Oh, this young boy who, just minding his own business and this right. evil girl seducing him. <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, sin comes and we make a decision. But uh, it, it, I mean, I like the idea of thinking of it as a test. Like, it's kind of like, who's going to win? Like, this on my left hand, the right hand, right? And it's like, I mean, I guess it comes down to, like, it's up to us and it's a decision that we make. But, I mean, it is it is like a picture of kind of like this, I guess, unfair test into to a sense, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. And um, like I said before, like, I mean the devil and, and, and the world is going to try to like stack the odds against you, you know? And like, don't, don't expect to come to like, uh, you don't want to like find yourself in this sort of fight and then realize that you're, you know, you brought a knife to a gun battle. You know, it's like you need to come prepared and, uh, and like, and know what you're facing too. I mean, I feel like a lot of, again, it's, it's so very true. Um, you know, it says that she came dressed as a harlot um, but like her, her intentions were cunning and, uh, like she knew her goal, but she was hiding her true, her true intentions. And I think a lot of times we see something in front of us or like there's a sin, uh, opportunity right in front of us. And then we try to kind of like, I don't know, justify it or kind of like, um, blow it off a little bit of like, Oh, it's not that serious or it's not a big of a deal or like it's only one time or, um, you know, it, it's really not that big of a, uh, a thing that's really going to affect me. But it's like, no, you don't know what's going on. Like, you don't know where this could go or how this could lead or, or what this could do to you or how it can affect you. And also in that moment too, it's so much harder to see like the, the real big picture there, mm-hmm. you know, like before, if you could like step outside of it and see what was really happening, you'd be like, no, of course I'm not going to do that. But in the moment you can justify it. And in the moment when you're weakest, is when things don't really seem as, as they really are. Yeah, I mean, I want. I guess we'll, I could jump ahead of that part, but uh, another thing that kind of stuck out to me was verse 22, and it's, it kind of goes through, again, all these, like, his thought process, kind of what's going on, kind of like, you know, from start to finish of, of how she got him. But verse 22, it says, suddenly he follows her. And I don't know why, again, like, just the punctuation, like, really caught me, like, suddenly, like a pause. Hmm. Like, he decided in that moment, I'm going to do this, and follows yeah. her. And then it says, um, as an ox goes to a slaughter, uh, as an arrow pierces the liver, and as a bird uh, hastens to the snare. And it says, so uh, so he does not know that, that this will cost him his life. Kind of like you said, like in, in these moments, like not really thinking about uh, down the road or like later impact, but it's kind of like you're thinking of the moment, but you're not really realizing this can cost you so much more than like what you realize. And mm-hmm. um, I think just those, like the word choices like as an ox goes to a slaughter. Um, I'm not a farm guy. I've never had <laughs> but I feel like an ox, like in that scenario would probably be like fairly mindless. It kind of just like just being led along and yeah. not really by choice. And then it's slaughtered kind of like that. Like, you know, suddenly he decides and he, there he goes. And um, yeah, kind of like you said, I think it's important to stop and think of like the full picture and kind of what, what you were actually putting on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of it reminds me too of um, David and Bathsheba, um, because it's actually like a very similar story, but the roles are not reversed. But you know, David goes out onto the balcony. Bathsheba is 
bathing on a rooftop somewhere, which is also like, who does that? I don't know if that was a normal thing or not. <laughs> Maybe someone can go back and look up if that really Side was. Side note. Okay. Let me jump in. Go ahead. My mom. Oh, no. Julie LeBond. <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> this is a funny story. <laughs> She'd probably be so pissed if she knew I'm saying this. <laughs> I don't really care, though, so let's do it. Um, sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. Oh, I'm, one time she told me that when she was younger, she was, I think, in high school, she used to sunbathe like nude on her on her roof oh no <laughs> when she was in high school and she said one time uh i don't remember i think she lived up in like san jose up north um but one time there was this like single pilot plane that was flying pretty low oh, and no. she said it like circled back around like three times and then the <laughs> third time like she thought this creeps looking at me and so she like got up and like went inside <laughs> how funny is that <laughs> Your poor mother. I know. It's terrible. Back to the b- biblical it's Back to the story, yes. So uh, so David goes on the balcony. He sees Bathsheba. And, is, and then it's that same moment of decision where he stands, he watches, he thinks, and then his judgment is completely clouded, right? He's the king of Israel. And like he is, I mean... He was, he's already kind of been proclaimed as like, you know, after God's own heart and God has done all this work to get him into that position. And then he's going to like put it all on the line for this random lady that he sees, you know, across the way who, who's bathing in, in that moment of, of weakness. Um, and like the, the consequences for him were huge, mm-hmm. you know, and then it was, you have all sorts of lineage issues and, uh, you know, chaos in the house and, um, he had such grief and immense, you know, basically just consequences with his relationship with God and, and many that, that had to be done. Um, but again, it's those moments, right? Where like, if you don't already have your mind set and if you don't already have, you know, sense <laughs> or wisdom or, or the discipline to kind of make those, those decisions, you're a goner. And like, so I'm not, I mean, I'm not like scared for myself, but I always think about like, uh, not what would happen, but it's like, wow, like these things, we don't really think like it could happen to me or like what if mm-hmm. this kind of thing was in front of you. But like you kind of almost have to think about it so that you can have your mind set up, uh, already made up if that ever does happen. Yeah, yeah and I think, um, I don't know, I, mean, I think scenarios like this one where it's like, oh, that can never be me, that would never happen. Well, I think if, you, if we stopped and thought about that, I think we would all realize we've probably like a lot of things that we thought we would never do or yeah. would happen have probably happened. or We've probably done those things. Yeah. But also like it's kind of unfair because you don't really know until you're, you are in that, that spot and in that situation. Hmm. Um, I want to go back to one more verse that I wa- did want to hit on. Yeah. Um, verse 15 um, says, therefore I've come out to meet you to seek your presence earnestly. And I have found you hmm. kind of thinking like, does it ever feel like sin is kind of like seeking you out? Like, I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like I've gone through seasons where it's like, man, like no matter how, how hard I try, like if I'm, you know, I'm doing everything I can to, you know, be holy, be pure, to be different and set apart. Like sin seems to find me out somehow. I don't know. Do you ever feel that way? Have you felt that way? Or yeah, does totally. it valid? I've definitely felt that way before. I feel like that's also especially true. Um, like when you become a new believer, uh, because that's like the moment where like you're probably like um you know again like you're the least wise like you're the least experienced um mm-hmm. you, you might still be very like skeptical or kind of like trying to figure things out and that's like the best time for the devil to just kind of like try to wipe everything away and like draw you back to your old life you know he's like still trying to like 
claw you back into uh, and, and put you back into, into chains. Um, so I remember that like when I first became a Christian and I've seen that with other people too, other friends and, um, but also, yeah, I mean, th- there's definitely some seasons where it's just like, why does this one thing like keep coming up over and over again? Or like, why, you know, again, like I said before, like you, you might even be kind of like in this like vicious cycle of like, mm-hmm. I just can't get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just kind of like, uh, why is it so hard right now to get away from it? Um, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was kind of really all I wanted to go through in this passage. And I yeah. thought it'd be kind of cool. Um, again, I'm not really focusing on, I guess, l- lust and whatnot. I feel like we kind of did, but I hope that like, if you're listening that, I don't know, kind of just thinking of, I guess, sin in general that you contemplate that you have to kind of think through, like, how does this kind of relate and stand out to you? And I would encourage you like go through, read it, uh, maybe read some commentary and kind of, just, I don't know, let it soak in and sink in with you. Um, but I thought it'd be cool to end with, um, I had like three three things that I have done over the past that helped me a ton with like um, uh, going through like temptation and how to avoid it. So I thought maybe three points on that. And then if you want to chime in. Cool. But that sounds good. So three that worked for me. Uh, number one was bouncing your eyes. And so again, these are going to be more like lustful temptation, but what to do when you're tempted. Um, I was told this in like sixth grade by one of my uh, leaders in junior high. And at the time wasn't really struggling with lust. So I didn't understand it. <laughs> but as I got older, to this day, I follow that. Bounce my eyes. Just actually last night, me and Connie were watching a movie, and uh, like a, there was like a inappropriate scene, <laughs> and uh, like, without any, any time with uh, with Connie, anytime we like see something like that, she'll like, cover my eyes or tell me look away. Without even like her having a chance to do that or even think about it, I'm already looking away, covering covering my eyes. I just know, like if I yeah. don't even see it, like I don't have a thought about it. My mind doesn't wander, and it just uh, that's it. And so super, super like down and dirty, practical, simple advice, but I think it's underrated how much it actually works. So bounce your eyes. Uh, second was for me, what worked a lot was just talking to someone about it, like being honest and saying, yo, like mm. here's the issue, here's why, here's when, here's whatever, like help me. Uh, that was a huge for me. And then lastly was uh, like not going on empty, like kind of, you know, daily, daily filling myself up with God and reading the word. And um, yeah, I mean, those three things, like more than anything helped me. Uh, yeah. be free so yeah yeah that's good um maybe i'll just end it i mean I, I agree with all those things um but i think like uh yeah just just my one other thought it reminded me of um a little quote from one of my og i don't know what to call him mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the og uh personalities or like out there anyway his name is dale partridge um he he said being faithful to your spouse doesn't mean that you're just physically monogamous. Um, it also means that you're emotionally and mentally monogamous. Having an emotional affair or mental fantasy about another person is still adultery, just not of the body, but of the heart. Um, and then he references Matthew five twenty-seven through twenty-eight. And I think we, we like we all always need to be reminded of that. And like just because you're not actually physically doing something, mentally doing it is just as bad. Right? And Jesus said. Uh, if you're lusting after someone after your, uh, in your heart with your eyes, you've already committed adultery. Um, and so it's just good to, to be reminded of like, I mean, it's serious stuff. And at the same time too, like you want to practice saying no, like you want to practice making the right decisions so that when those bigger things are like, when something is, you know, seeking you out that you can make those right decisions. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, bounce your eyes, talk to someone about it. Don't go on empty, fill your up, uh, fill up yourself daily with the word of God. I think those are really good uh, pieces yeah, of advice. Yeah, and I think you also made a good comment about wanting to practice. Like, 
I, I remember um I think there's like a, I think there is like a misconception like I probably for young for Christian men but like there's this thought of like okay like you know when I get married like sin won't, lustful sin won't be a problem like I have my you know my sexual out like I'm you know I can have sex I'm married and I think uh, like that's really wrong like when you are married like that temptation definitely still exists like to have lustful thoughts and for your of mind course. to wander um, I do want to say um, it is I mean. When you're single and when you're not married and there is no outlet, it's harder. Like, the, it's so much harder, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and it's um, like the amount of times when I was tempted, like before I was married, was numerous compared to now. Like, t- the temptation temptation for me personally is far and few in between because I'm married and it is different. But I do, I, again, I want to say, like, uh, you need to practice. Like, you got to practice, you know, resisting and, and not giving in because um, the, the sin doesn't go away, right? If anything, yeah. I, I think over time we'll probably magnify it, but. Yeah, yeah, you still have to be on guard. That's good. Cool. Well, I think that about wraps us up. We have been trying to keep the episode short. Yes. As of today. So. Especially after the megasode. <laughs> yes. That was the personal finance. So I'm not timing this one. I'm thinking this was <laughs> probably around 25 minutes. If I think right. so. Cool. I think we did all right. All right. Cool. Well, that's the reason if we felt rushed because we're trying to be quick. That's right. We're going to get you out on time. Well, thank you for listening. We won't uh, take any more of your time. Appreciate you always tuning in. If you can, if you can do three things for us, if you can, one, share this episode or another that you really liked with a friend, text it, tweet it, Facebook it, Instagram it um, on your story, whatever it is, um, that would really go a long way for us if you want to help us out and support this podcast. Number two is to give us a rating and review. So if you want to go to your Apple podcast uh, app for all of your iPhone users and, and owners and just go to the Cultivate and Keep uh, podcast. And if you scroll about halfway down, you'll see five empty stars. And we want you to fill the stars up with five. And then in the comment, just leave another star emoji for six stars. That would help us get discovered by other Christians like you um, and other people who need a podcast like this. And then thirdly, if you're interested in Cultivate and Keep merch, a 52-week-long um, weekly journal, and uh, a private community for other Christians just like you, check out cultivateandkeep.com um, slash merch, slash journal, and slash community. I got all those. <laughs> Peace well said, Jeremy. out. Deuces. Deuces.